0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to episode 175 of Dude and the Monkey. My name is Ian Loring, and as always, I am joined by...
1: Uh, Matt Foster. Hello, everybody. Uh,
0: so, hello, Mark. And uh, today we are going to review um, the box office um, dead-on-arrival thing. <laughs> uh, Morgan, uh, the directorial debut of um, Ridley Scott's son. Uh, which debuted at number seventeen in the U.S. box office this week.
1: Was that on? Was that on actual full release then in the U.S.?
0: Uh, ju- just over two thousand screens.
1: And it debuted at seventeen. Yeah,
0: one point nine six million dollars. You know, we were talking um, last episode about the like the worst performing wide releases of all time. Yeah. I think we got another. Fuck.
1: That's wow! I'm, I'm genuinely surprised at that.
0: Yeah, it um uh, it made I think it made 180,000 over here this weekend, which is nothing as well, um <laughs> especially for the amount of screens it had. So yeah, we'll get into it. Um, Luke Scott's directorial debut. Um, we'll also talk some uh what we've been watching and whatnot. Um, I think Sam Allardyce must be the most relieved person. <laughs> in the world at the moment literally England uh, Slovakia England finished 5 minutes ago holy shit it 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 seemed like England didn't realize they were actually they actually had a game to win until the last 15 minutes fair play last 15 minutes we're all over Slovakia but beforehand bloody hell
1: yes uh, yeah <sighs> hm it, it was well it's hard to criticise. It's the first game. I think people, you know, I've seen some reaction. Um, I was half watching it, and I think it's a little bit like, do you know what? England have played like that for about the past twenty years.
0: It was just, it was stunning that it literally, you would have just thought that was that was Hodgson.
1: It is, but in the same way as you'd have thought it was. Um, it was like a day spent guard Eriksson. You'd have thought it was the same as as when uh, McLaren was in charge. It, it's that is how England play. They're they're so tentative and they're so on their heels. And it, it's right. Wayne Rooney isn't a central midfielder. He's just not. Uh, he, he, Wayne, Rooney is, Wayne Rooney is a very good footballer. There's no getting away from it. Wayne Rooney is a very good footballer as a general rule and I would say that Wayne Rooney could do you a job in pretty much every position on a pitch. If you asked Wayne Rooney after five minutes, let's say um, for Manchester United, let's say after five minutes Luke Shaw went down with an injury there's no left back on the bench and they went Wayne, can you fill in at left back for this game? You got left back, he could do a job. He could do a fine job there. But, but it wouldn't mean that you can now on fifa say oh we really can also play left back it, he's not a central midfielder because he, he lacks the ability to know a what's going on behind him and b it, he's he, he's looking at it as the way a striker would do he's going oh well if i was if i if, if i was if that was me up front i want the ball played here it's like, that's not you up front. That player wants the ball played there. And that player wants the ball played there. And it's all well-intentioned, but it it feels like they've gone, we're our captain, no problem with that. I think he's the sensible choice to be captain. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, But we've got to play him, but we actually also want to play one up top. We want that one up top to be Harry Kane, fair enough. Although, Harry Kane's not scored yet this season. Yeah. Um, So, but then again, the difficulty there is Harry Kane's not scored this season, James Vine doesn't fit into the that he play, and Sturge isn't starting for Liverpool. He's scored, but he is not starting for Liverpool. So it, it it's gonna take a little bit of time for Allardyce, I think, to find his to find his feet. But one thing that I start, one thing the good thing about Allardyce is he's not gonna listen to the media um and fan reaction. Mm. Whereas Hodgson spent all of his time telling us he wasn't Influenced by the media, he didn't listen to fan reaction. He was obsessed with it behind the scenes. Um, whereas I what you was shit. But England fans seem to think that every player should should play nine out of ten every time they play for England, and that Welander should be scoring every time he plays, and De should be scoring every time he plays, and Kane should be scoring every time he plays, and Henderson should be scoring every time he plays. It don't work like that. It's just that's just not how it works.
0: Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I think if it's going to be an English manager because of this weird xenophobic thing we seem to have, then I suppose Allardyce is probably the man. He's, I, he's, he's, he
1: he is not a terrible choice.
0: It, no. I mean, it, it's, it's, I'll say. <laughs> it's not the most inspired choice, but it, it, it is what it is. But And I suppose in the end of the day, the World Cup exit was... Probably legitimately traumatic for quite a few of those players. So, it I, I don't know. Maybe it is just going to take a bit of time. But I, I think maybe they should have had a, a friendly as well because I know Allardyce said he didn't want the players like to have to go through a friendly. It was just like right, fresh, fresh start. Let's get into it. But just to I don't know, kind of warm that, up. I think would have been yeah. you know, together would have been good.
1: That would have made sense if your first game, your first group game, wasn't effectively probably your hardest game uh, yeah, of the group.
0: It's a fair, okay, that's a fair point. Yeah, yeah. I, I, but anyway, that's uh, we're not a football podcast, but uh, nope. <laughs> but, hey, but yeah, so um, I don't have any trailers.
1: Uh, I've I've seen a couple. Um, the uh, trailer for... Um, I should not have seen one. Uh, the USS Indianapolis Men of Courage. Oh, is this Nick-
0: Nicolas Cage versus the shark? Yes. Okay, yes. How is this? Uh,
1: it look- I- I'll watch it, is what I'll say. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it looks good, because it-, it-, it doesn't. It looks incredibly serious. And um, Nick Cage looks weird in it. <laughs> like weirder than usual, oh, yeah. and there's a lot of there's a lot of names on the poster, and you go, who's that? <laughs> um, yeah. but yeah, I I it finished, and I went, yeah, I'm gonna watch that. I'm I, I'm gonna watch that one fucking Tuesday evening or something like oh, that, nice. or like a or like a Monday morning. That that is that type of watch. I'm gonna watch it out of more mild curiosity more than anything else.
0: Right, Tuesday evening or Monday morning, gotcha. Yeah. Okay.
1: Uh, that and I saw the Assassin's Creed trailer in the cinema, um, and yeah, I'm, I'm still a little bit unsure. It looks like the a little bit like the game because I, I I couldn't get on with the game. Um, the bits where it's going to be set in the Spanish Inquisition look very good, but it does look like it's going to be let down by the bits that aren't set there.
0: Mm-hmm. Because which, every which time apparently in the trailer is, where there was bits.
1: Which apparently is most of the film. Yeah. It, yeah, even in the trailer, I was looking back going, I don't want to see that. I, I don't. The most interesting part of Assassin's Creed is them being assassins in a fucking Creed. It is not this. <laughs> it's not that. <laughs> That's not interesting. But maybe in the film it will be. Mm, mm-hmm. But I doubt it.
0: Yeah, we'll see. If, if if anyone's going to make a video game film work, I'm assuming it would be Michael Fassbender, Marion yeah. Cotillard, and um, uh, Justin Kurzel. I mean, like I was, I was a big fan of Macbeth, and uh, I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens, but yeah, um, out the first week of January over here, if I remember correctly. So that will do as a post New Year's cinema. Yeah, jump, I think yeah,
1: absolutely.
0: Um, okay, so let's talk about Morgan, which. Um, it seems like not a lot of people went to see, but let's talk about it. Uh, directed by Luke Scott and produced by Ridley Scott. Um, stars Kate Mara as the most Kate Mara, Kate Mara, Kate Mara as ever Kate mara Um Toby Jones, uh, Anya Taylor-Joy, um, Paul Giamatti, Michelle Yeoh, Jennifer Jason Lee, Boyd Holbrook, um, others. Um, story. Um, after an incident involving... Um, artificial genetic hybrid thing, Morgan, played by Anna Joy. joy um, Kate Mara's, Kate Mara role number 37 um, goes to investigate uh, what had happened. She is a risk assessor for the company um, who have basically funded Morgan, and um, she has to decide whether Morgan is worth keeping alive or not. Not entirely sure what a company does. You find out at the end, but it would have been mm. nice to know why they were doing this in the first place. I don't think it's ever actually explained.
1: It's not in 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 in, in its entirety. I don't think. No, no, it's like
0: by by the end of the film, you get you get the idea because of <laughs> spoilers all the time. Yeah, the revelation about Kate Mara's character, and that it was almost kind of a test of her. But, yeah, so, Morgan, it's like ex machina, but palpably shitter. Mark, (laughs) what do you think?
1: All spoilers all the time, people, sir. If if you have any interest in in Morgan and watching Morgan, we cannot, cannot talk about it without spoiling it. So, we're going to. And we always do anyway because we're all spoilers all the time. Um, yeah, for a start off, watch Ex Machina. I wasn't as big a fan of it as the majority of people. No, neither
0: was I, but definitely. But, then, but it's,
1: it's, it's still a better it build is. Than so it.
0: much better than Morgan, yeah. yeah. Um, Morgan is...
1: There's some okay bits, there's some really, 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 really bad acting in it that is made worse by Terrible script um, because I don't know whether you picked up on it, Ian. I don't know whether it mentioned it, but did you know that uh, Morgan was special?
0: Oh, mate, yeah, no, she's she's definitely she's special. Special, um, yeah. The, the, the I issue, i got no the, idea why.
1: Yeah, the issue this film seems to have, and we'll get into more into it, a um, broader into it, I suppose, is throughout the whole thing. It seems to be working, and, and Luke Scott seems to be working on the fact that he's got this ace up his sleeve. This ace up his sleeve. So when it's getting a little bit dour and it's starting to applaud and everything like that, and the ending, you go, well, that's just a bit generic, and it's a bit, what is it? It's going to go, but, ha-ha, this! And you go, yeah, we fucking know. It, do you know what? We know. Because you really didn't hide it. Almost to the point of where, where we felt like at some point the film was going to stop and go, have you guessed it yet? Because it is so fucking phoned in that it is, it is, I was staggered. I'd have been more surprised and it had have gone up a good two stars if, if that hadn't have been the, the, the bunny rabbit ears twist. Uh. I'd have gone, you know what, fine. I'm better with that. Now, this film has gone up in my estimation. I was I said to Ian I usually I don't give away my feelings about films at all um, to Ian until we start until we start talking about it on the podcast. But we had a little bit of a back and forth about it um on Friday night. And I said to Ian that Paul Giamatti perfectly sums this oh, film mate, up it within is the film.
0: Yeah.
1: Paul Giamatti actually But for a start off, Paul Giamatti's character is supposed to arrive when Kate Mara's character does. But he doesn't for personal reasons. (laughs) Then he turns up and literally, quite literally, says, look, can we get on with this? Because I want to be out of here as soon as possible. Which just feels like Paul Giamatti is not only summing up the past three or four years of his career, but he's also summing up the feelings towards this film, the film itself, and then... Just it that should have been the tagline.
0: <laughs> it is a mental um meta feeling yeah. moment, which does because I I laughed out loud at that. I I
1: I, I, I chuckled.
0: You know, like it just. What I, else, I, no, c- it? C- Just considering the, the fact that his his role is essentially an extended cameo, and mm. like you say, what Giamatti has been doing in recent years. It's like they act, they did purposefully write that for him. And I'm <laughs> yeah, sure they didn't.
1: But uh, yeah, but it, but it feels like they did.
0: I, I it's I mean it's that is mental. And I've just got to say as well, I mean Kate Mara like I I I knew you know, you know, you know she's she's like a, another one of these things.
1: She's you, a synthetic.
0: Yeah, you you just you know she is. So early on, just because she is that cold.
1: Yeah.
0: It just, I... it, it just straight away. I, I, as soon as she plays with her hair a couple of times in the first ten mm. minutes or so, and I was like, right, yeah, okay, that's her tick, isn't it? That's her robot tick. She's a, not a robot, but you know what I mean, like not, a, I'm day, not yeah. a human. You know, mm. and it, it just, it brute it just, Bruxel. And then,
1: that, and then there that, are ugh. there are two or three moments that literally it, it, that give it away more. Like Michelle, you're saying, "Haven't I met you before?" you like, "No, I, I, I don't think so." You're thinking, "Yeah, you have," because you probably went to some kind of fucking expose about you know where they went. Look at this; it's our new product. It's the it's the Kate Mara. Yeah, yeah,
0: no, I well, I mean, and um... she's her reaction when uh the guy kisses her and she just kind of yeah. wipes, and it's so not the reaction of anyone ever like just yeah. the, just the way she wipes it off her lips it just it doesn't and you know you know Luke Scott's just like yeah just do it like no one would actually do it like i i think to be fair to Kate Mara who is not the most widely wide-ranging actress at the best of times I think she is being directed to give a bad performance here. I think she's
1: she's almost perfect for the role in the fact that Kate Mara can play a robotic just bitch quite well. Because that's how she kind of comes across. Mm -hmm. She comes across as, and, and she might not be, she may be a lovely person, but in what I've seen her in, which is quite a bit to be honest, she comes across as the sort of person that... Whenever she walks in a room, she immediately feels she is the best person in that room yeah, yeah, yeah. and that she's sick of everybody else having to be in a room with her.
0: Absolutely. But I mean, I mean, it's it's all just really annoying because until Paul Giamatti comes into it, I was actually, I was actually into it. Like I liked the idea of, you know, Morgan only being five years old and essentially having temper tantrums. Hmm. And, you know, and does that, you know, in the end of the day, she is five. Should she really be, like, should she really be killed based on our understanding of people growing up and reacting to things and our psychology? Like, there's that kind of stuff in there. But then as soon as Paul Giamatti, like, that scene is just ridiculously overblown. And then, yeah. and then it all just gets stabby from there on yeah. in, and it just right. So Morgan's not like so. Why, why is Morgan special then? She's not. She just goes around killing everybody. Yeah, right. That's, that, that's it. That's a brilliant revelation. Thank you so much. It, it just, it... yeah, I, I don't. I, don't I, I was
1: watching this. you right. I'm not getting what what is what has made. Uh, you know, Luke Scott go. This is get. This is my first feature film. This this is what I'm gonna do. They, they, there's nothing to kind of cling to. If this had been made before Ex Machina, you could have kind of. And they are different. One's a, an AI and one's a synthetic. But let's be honest, they're very fucking similar. It, it, it does feel a little bit like you. I'm watching it and I'm going, X Machina just did this a little bit better. Uh, and in all the time, you just look at it going. This is this is boring. I want it to hurry up and start doing something. But then I kind of think that I already know what it's gonna do. And when that happens, it's kind of gonna annoy me. So all the way through it, I, it it's just plodding along, and I'm going, "He's shit. He's shit. She's shit. He's shit. Why ain't he doing this?" oh, hang on a minute, she can just climb up the fucking, th- that that, yeah, that yeah. shaft. Well, I'm sorry, if if Morgan was that fucking special, I'm sure she'd have gone, hang on a minute, I can just climb up there, couldn't I? Yeah, okay, <laughs> yeah. I've got there. You know, wh- who are these people? <laughs> Why is he there? Why is the, the, the guy with the clipboard who, 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 who talks like that all the time, who, 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 who seems a little bit special, but I think he's a doctor? Yeah, yeah. Who, who greets her? Who we're told is in charge of the thing, but then we find out he's not actually in charge of it because Michelle Yeoh and Toby Toby uh, Joe, yeah, yeah. who who is is actually making me in, in recent years is making me go. Actually, is he a good actor, or do I just think that he should be a good actor?
0: Um, I mean, it's the, the, the thing is, it's basically a daytime fright fest film. which... Yeah somehow has a stacked cast. Like, well,
1: we know how it's got a stacked cast.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, the Ridley Scott connection, of course. But yeah. it's like, what the fuck is Jennifer Jason Lee doing in this? Um, I mean, she's in, what, like, maybe three scenes, like, one yeah. in which she gets stabbed in the eye, and then the other where she gets killed, and then there's maybe, like, one in between where she's in a bed.
1: Yeah, um, and, 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 you know, because this is the sort of film where, you, where Paul Giamatti... Toby Jones, yes, this is the sort of film they would be in. Mm. I can see why Kate Mara's gone for it, but Boyd Holbrook, you get the feeling there was a bigger character there. Yeah, for sure. And, and then it, it, they've gone, now do you know what? We need to, we need to amp this up, and we need to, we need to cut your bits out here. And he's just gone. Pfft. All right. So I literally, I literally do nothing in this movie apart from have a gun and make a lasagna. Mm. That's it. That's 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 all I do it just and ah uh, it just baffled me in the fact that it just didn't seem to make sense all the way through it
0: no yeah yeah uh it, it's um i don't know it it seems to want to have things to say and then but, just yeah, but then he but then he wants to you know for instance you get the,
1: the bit with uh where towards the end we've got Lloyd Holbrook and uh, Kate Mara are in the are in his car and he goes I know where they're going, so he drives there. They stop behind the car. They get out and she goes No, you've got to stay here. At that point, he should have gone just just quickly though. Do you know where they're going? Yeah. No. Right. Well, I kind of do. You're just gonna venture into the forest. Stop. Point my rifle into nothingness and then go. Oh, shit, I don't actually know where they are, do I? Oh, fuck. I haven't thought this through. I have not thought this through. It, It just... There's so much utter stupidity in this movie that I was sat there going, right, there was five people in my screening when it started. Two of them left after about 20 minutes. One of them, I'm not kidding downed about six pints because he kept going out and getting a beer and at one point actually asked me if i wanted a beer really? and i thought I kind of do yeah. but no i'm all right because i don't know if this guy's gonna roofie me and i'm gonna wake up with the credits going going why am i on the floor yeah. and where are my trousers and a guy behind me who i couldn't even be bothered to turn around to and say could you please stop fucking vaping because that noise every 15 seconds makes me want to stab you in the neck nice. I was just like going go, oh this movie's dumb why uh, 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 uh. It, 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 it just I get it you've made essentially a, a sci-fi film that actually really is underneath it all kind of like a horror film to try and make your name, a little bit like... Who else did that? There's somebody else who kind of made a sci-fi film that was actually a horror film, and it, it made them into a huge directing superstar. Who was it? Oh, yeah, it was your dad. The only difference is, he made it actually really fucking good. Mm. Mm-hmm.
0: It, yeah, I it, it just... It's a really, really weird miss-shot idea. Oh. Uh, like a film, I mean, it, it does. It does feel like there's more material, mm. like because it, it's it's very, very stripped down. This narrative, it is like they go there, they have a chat with Morgan. It's all a little bit not too sure about that. You get some like some explanatory stuff about all the characters and their viewpoints. Paul Jimmy G- Matty comes in, shit goes down, people get killed. You know, yeah. I mean, like, and again, I mean, like Morgan's choice of killing people is quite, it's quite binary. Like, I, I, in a way, I relate it to Lottie, who will will say, like she likes me or she doesn't like me, but she won't, but she won't like me and Donna at the same time. It's like a binary thing where like, if she likes Donna, then she doesn't like me or the other way around. And, <laughs> yeah. And you know, and it's like, and it's like that with, with, with Morgan, you know, she's just like, as soon as anyone's done anything to slight her, once she go does go off the deep end, then that person is fucked.
1: Mm. Like straight
0: yeah. away, even if they are helping her, and so that kind of again that childlike chucking all your toys out the pram, except it's not chucking toys out the pram; it's stabbing people. I, you know, I, 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 actually think that you know, all right, fair enough, that's actually quite a good idea. But there's no, there's no, I don't know, there's no nothing behind it. It is literally this person gets off, this person gets off, this person gets off. You know, it's and then Toby slasher. Jones just kills himself.
1: It just it becomes a slasher, and then Toby Jones, who I, has anyone seen Toby Jones since this? Did he, did he, did he actually hang himself because he thought, oh, I'm sick of this? Yeah, yeah, this yeah, yeah. Just. But, um, it does feel like Paul Giamatti turned up and gave a really big fuck. I, I actually like that because it, it, it was the only bit where I went, I'm liking this. I'm liking Paul Giamatti essentially come in and just be a dick to Morgan.
0: That's the, I yeah. I mean, he's like but the it, world's it, it's worst like, psychiatrist, it, though. I yeah. mean it's amazing. He's just like,
1: and nobody said to him when he certainly says, what the, "What's this? Why is there a chair between this?" Nobody said, "Do you know why the chair's there?" Because the last time somebody's in a room with her, they got their eyes stabbed out. So no, because Paul Giamatti seems like the guy, the kind of guy who would go, hey, "I don't, I don't need that shit." I need both of these because I've got personal stuff to go and see too. And to. What mean, personal stuff? And, I, I, I can't so. say. It. <laughs> and,
0: yeah, and then Morgan, like knowing he's got a thirteen-year-old kid and stuff, it's like, all right, how's that come about? That's I, I,
1: random. I'm, and then it's yeah, never
0: I, used again. Yeah,
1: I'm gonna bite your neck off.
0: Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm just, I'm just gonna go for the jugular, quite literally. I don't know. Wait, <laughs> quite, li- quite literally. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, it's just. It's. So, I mean, there's got to be more there, because yeah. I, I will say, I I thought it was it was pretty pacey. Like when it when it when I knew it was wrapping up, it was like fuck me, this is ending. Mm. You know, it was like right, okay, fair, fair enough then. You know, and it, it is quite lean, but I, you know, there, there, surely there was more there. Surely, I mean, I think it's interesting that like there is. Like, no, none of the stars are, are like seem to be publicizing it. Like, Fox have just chucked it out on Labor Day weekend at the, and, and like the start of September in the UK and the US. Just basically just like chucking it out there and letting it die. Um, even though it's it, it, a promoted tweet in my... In my Twitter, like constantly at
1: the moment. It is, yeah. There's, there's been a lot of kind of advertisement uh, behind it. Um, I'd say, to be honest, I think they've they've, they've kind of tried to they've, they've given it they've given it every chance. It's it, it, it's just not a very good film. But <laughs> yeah. also as well, I think the target audience that that, that would usually go for this. The thing is. They're all watching Sausage Party because, in a bizarre way, the core audience that would usually go and see Morgan it's the same audience as would go and see Sausage Party, to be honest. Which is sounds weird, but it is, it, it, it's that age group between kind of 15, 16, and sort of late 20s to us people, our, you know, in our early mid 30s. But it, that is the core group that would usually go watch this type of, of film, you know, but they're all watching the Sausage Party. Sausage Party. There was queues and queues of people when I went. To them, I went on Friday evening uh, mm-hmm. to see this, and there was queues and queues of people. And I asked and said, you know, when they um, said, "Oh, where do to sit?" And I was like, "Towards the back on an aisle, if possible." And she sort of looked at me and went, "There's like three people in there, mate." I was like, "Oh, what? Ah, uh, what's the one? A S C." went, oh, I want everyone's here to see Party. It's like, poor fuckers. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah, I mean, obviously my on that last week. But, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it, it's... It was given every chance. It, it, it Quite simply, it's just not a very good film. Yeah, Which is which is a disappointment, really. Because, you know, you don't like to not see good films. But it's not even one where I can say it. I can see where there's an interesting... Treading it, I, I just don't. It's ground that's been tread before, and it's boring. It's it's a little bit like Blade Runner meets Ex Machina, but
0: shit. Yeah, 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 pretty much. And it's just it's specifically the second half of the film for me as well. Like the first half is fine.
1: Yeah, it's fine. It's not. I won't go as far as say it's good, but it's it it it's fine.
0: And then it just, yeah, it really just... Why don't she start calling way? Michelle your mother?
1: It makes no sense. Mm-hmm. Mother, what are they doing? I'm not your mother. Oh, I'm off to go and see mother. What? Why? Where's that come from? Yeah. <laughs> she literally appears two or three times.
0: <laughs> yeah, I...
1: It just doesn't seem like it needs that many people to monitor a a synthetic that lives in a weird kind of fucking essentially prison dungeon <laughs> that actually has a really easy way to fucking get out of.
0: Yes, yeah, and, uh, I, I I I don't know. I I I, I mean, just uh, the the fucking flashbacky shit with Rose Leslie and like I, I mean, there's a question as well. That character. It, there's a scene where she and Morgan are talking up against some glass, and it seems like there's a bit of sexual tension. And it is a bit like, right, okay, Rose Leslie, you want to fuck a five-year-old, do you? That's
1: yeah, just and that really that as well. Creepy. Boyd Holbrook having a talk with uh, with Kate Mara. Oh yeah, you know, we we fooled around a little bit when we first got here, you know, because you know you, you you're in this like, not really that, you know. That's kind of not what happens, but I don't think I'm really her type. I think she's, you know, yeah, rip, 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 rip. Yeah. Like, there's no need for that at all. You could have just literally said, uh, "No, no, no, she's, I'm not her type." Yeah. You don't need to basically say, "Ah, fuck anything, even a five-year-old." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't know, man. I mean, I, I yeah, yeah, it, it's just, it's a bad film. Straight it up,
0: it's a bad film. It is, it's
1: is, it is a bad. Yeah, it is. It. Yeah, it is. It's just not yeah, it's not pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> shit. Yeah, definitely shit. Yeah, um our um poll is fifteen votes. Uh definitely not shit, thirteen percent. Uh touching cloth forty percent and shit forty seven percent.
0: Yeah,
1: fair enough. Yeah, I'll say fair enough on that as well, yeah.
0: Who was it written by Seth W. Owen?
1: Yeah. It guess guess what? It was one of those blacklist scripts.
0: Oh god, was it was it really?
1: Yeah. The blacklist, which 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 can kinda now just sort of just be referred to. The blacklist should be like the two thousand it was on the two thousand fourteen blacklist, which shouldn't any blacklist should be called for instance, if it's two thousand four be called the two thousand fourteen blacklist call on the future. 2016 thoroughly underwhelming films list. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I, uh, yeah, yeah. I and oh, I, I, last thing on it, the ending scene with Kate Mara doing the hand thing and then looking into the camera. Oh, blah. <laughs> yeah, just, just no, just stop it.
1: Yeah, fuck off.
0: Yeah, it, it is basically fuck off. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and you know what? It only cost $8 million. It's not going to make its money back. No,
1: it's not. I, you know, maybe Luke Scott's got a great film in him, but he's waited a long time. You know, it's not like he's a 22-year-old director or anything like that. Right. The guy's nearly in his 40s. I mean
0: it looks, it looks all right. It, it looks all right.
1: No better. Yeah. There's no shot where you go, but you know what? There was a shot that looked really. It just looks alright. The composition's okay. But it does look like a film that that would have looked like that if it was made seven or eight years ago as well. It looked exactly the same. That's fair. Even though I. Yeah,
0: yeah, no, yeah, don't don't mind. Um, Yeah, so, yeah, shit. Yeah, shit. Okay, uh, Mark.
1: Let's get on to some what we uh, what else we watched, and I'm I'm hoping you have got some better stuff. I I do actually have some 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 stuff. Yeah, uh, I watched um, Who's Harry Crumb, uh, which is on Netflix uh, UK at the moment. Um, weirdly, I've never seen this. Oh,
0: really?
1: Oh, yeah, I, 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 I did, and it, 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 which is crazy because I love John Candy, but it's it's just one that I've I've never seen, and I, um, it came across and. Um, I was, was doing that thing where you, you know, you're flicking through Netflix. Um, and Becky, as I flipped past it, Becky went, I like John Candy. I was like, do oh, you mind watching that? She's like, watched the trailer and let's just see. she so watched the trailer and she got, the trailer opens with the, um, where he, where he kicks open the door, uh, and says, wait, it says, it's Harry, and the door swings back and hits him in the face. And she laughed and she went, that's it, we're watching that. Nice. Um, it's uh, yeah, Harry Crumb, for anybody who doesn't know um, oh, who's Harry Crumb uh, it, John Candy plays Harry Crumb, who is a bumbling uh, private eye, who comes from a um, a long line of private investigators um, and he's kind of, they run this big um, private eye firm that deal with all these big clients but he's kind of shipped out to the um, I think like Oklahoma or somewhere like that, to run their office, and then he gets called up um, to work at head office uh, and do like a big case, but it turns out that that Jeffrey Jones has brought him there uh, because he knows how bumbling he is, and he is bumbling, but he's he also doesn't isn't aware of it, and it's it, it essentially it, it's just Fletch, but with John Candy. <laughs> so, but but that it, it's fun, it's funny, it's um, it's harmless. There's no. There's no malice in it. Um, the jokes are all kind of just nice and situational. And Oh, God, really? Uh, but it works, and it's, it's a thoroughly... There's not a lot to talk about with it, but it, it's a it's a definite uh, watch, I'd say. Um, and it's also it's under 90 minutes, which all comedy should be. it, um, okay, I'll do it now. I watched Jim and the Holograms.
0: Hey, cool.
1: Okay, I said I was going to... I watched Joe and the Holograms. Um, oh, sweet Christ! Fucking <laughs> hell! Uh, when Ian said last week about Joe and the Holograms, all the music is YouTube videos. I, I kind of, I, I took it on board, I, but I, I and I I understood what you what I was wording it, but I I didn't realise that you meant that all of the music is YouTube videos. Yeah, and they actually show you the YouTube video. Yeah. At one point, Becky so announced to me and said, is hang a minute, is this just a big advert for YouTube? Mm. <laughs> I was like, it kind of is, yeah. Um, this is a profoundly stupid movie. Oh, mate,
0: yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. Um, but not in like a, like, who's Harry Crumb is a profoundly stupid movie. Jim and the holograms is profoundly, (laughs) ridiculously. What? What? Do do you know, do you know, right? Right. Juliette Lewis doesn't do anything unless she is on some kind of prescription drug that she shouldn't be on. So you get the feeling like between every, when, when, Juliette Lewis wakes up normally. The first thing she does is she opens a big medicine cabinet and fucking doves and stuff flies out of it. And she goes, which psychotropic prescription drug that I'm legally allowed to take for some reason shall I take today? Hello, Oxycontin. Let's have you. Right. So I think she understands the movie because of what she's on. And the film is good when she's in it because she's playing some kind of weird supervillain in a movie that shouldn't have a weird supervillain yeah. at all. Because that fucking that mid-credits thing is just what
0: the mid-credits <laughs> thing, which I don't think I'm, I, I I think I mentioned in passing last week, is one of the greatest mid-credits stings you will ever see. Just yeah. because we're never we're never going to have the sequel.
1: No, oh, Christ, no. We, sh- but, we should never have the sequel. But it's
0: like, the film itself, when Juliet Lewis is not on, it is, rel- it takes itself relatively seriously.
1: Yes, it does. In,
0: in the context of its own world, it, it, it takes itself seriously. Then the mid-credits bit, where it's like some Jessison rival girl band <laughs> are hanging out in some underground car park thing. Yeah,
1: some abandoned that looks like either an abandoned underground car park or an abandoned moor. What's that? Do you know what it looks like? You know, in Gone Girl, when they go to the the moor that's been abandoned oh, yeah. to find out if that that's where they're hanging out.
0: Yeah, that's a good shout. I I and I mean it's um, I read yesterday it's the the pop star Kesha, um, who yeah it is it's Kesha who's that 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 main one and I. I would have liked to have seen that sequel, just because how the fuck are they going to marry the self-serious world of Gem and the Holograms and the straight ridiculousness of that mid-credits scene? Yeah. How does it, that happen?
1: I, 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 I have no idea. I've not a fucking clue. And like you were saying, there's, there's so many bits where you go, yeah, that... That's, that's a long shot that that would still be there. And and then you get the big hologrammatic speech from the dad saying, you know, you've become a great. And it's like, she, she might not be. She might be a terrible person who has just also found the clues. You know, you, 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 it, oh, it, and then the the sisters one of the sisters actually cuz says you know oh, it's got blah 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 oh and it's it, it's watertight i'm looking at it and it's not watertight there's loads of gaps in it there's loads of gaps that thing would have fried the minute they jumped off that pier and it doesn't it there's it uh, it's it's so ridiculous and then juliet lewis can't find them after they broke into a building that i'm pretty sure he could have just got into yeah quite easily, they didn't need to break into it, right and oh no no Pam, oh, that,
0: that is amazing like she's signed by that label yeah, and they and she has to break in
1: yeah, and, <laughs> and for a start when, right, when, when they because, for all oh, this for people because majority of you, not, not, people who are listening are not going to watch Joe on the Holograms and you're probably sick of us talking about it but, I don't, you need to know this, right Jemmy's wearing some earrings that her dad gave her, and they were the gift, the only gift that, that he ever gave her, it would seem, apart from the other thing that he gave her and all of these other things. And I'm going to come up with some of the stupid bits in this, right? Oh, lose the earrings they're three years ago, right? Just take them off and put them in your pocket. You don't have to hand them over to somebody who then puts them in a little case and then puts them in a safe. Why? And as soon as you do that, you go, well, they're going to come back out. Like that—that's that—that's going to come back because that's an irrational thing to do to some earrings. <laughs> it makes zero sense. And also, the I didn't quite understand the family dynamic at all. And it's like, oh, we need, we, you know, we need the money, you know, we're, we're so short of money. Yet they've got all of this equipment and a, a garage full of about. 10 grand's worth of eBay sales. You look at it going, you've not thought beyond, yeah, but all the music's gonna be YouTube videos. It just, it makes me think that John M. Cho is one of those directors where there isn't a good movie in him. There isn't, at all. This is, this is it. This is all he's got. And I would think that the last couple of movies have essentially destroyed his career. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. it's utterly ridiculous.
0: <laughs> I, but I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it because I think I
1: think it'd be harsh to hate yeah. it because I I just don't see that there's anything to hate about it. Um but it it, it it's a, t- a terrible movie. A an incredibly terrible movie. Um I also watched uh, Predator 2 this week. Sorry. Um which is great. I, and I, I, you know, I've watched Super Predator many, many times, but I've not watched Predator 2 for a long time. And I've been meaning to rewatch it for, for ages, because I've always remembered thinking, I really liked Predator 2, I felt like it got a bad rap, Predator 2. For the simple fact is, the, 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 the majority of people's problem with Predator 2 is Schwarzenegger isn't in it. And he's replaced by Danny Glover. Danny Glover's great in it. He's playing a badass cop, but that's Danny Glover playing a badass cop, and it he feels a little bit like, like it shouldn't work, him being a badass, because he still moves in that kind of uncomfortable Danny Glover kind of way, and he still speaks like... like like he's desperately trying to plead for somebody to give him one last chance. But he's not. He's giving Bill Paxton shit or giving other people shit. It's got Gary Busey in it, which is always fantastic. Um It it's so much fun. <laughs> really. It's Predator 2. That's the thing about it. It was it was a perfect I started watching it at eleven o'clock last night, and that's a perfect time to start watching Predator 2 with a couple of A's. At eleven o'clock on a Saturday night.
0: Yes, that's yes, that's spot on. It is. It, it's yeah. It, it's it's just so
1: much fun. It's so over the top, but the story makes sense. It isn't ridiculous. It looks good. Uh, the acting's all... Good in it, Bill Paxton's Bill Paxton in it. Gary Busey doesn't quite get to go full Busey in it, which I was a little bit disappointed. But you know, he's still Gary Busey in it. Uh, he's wearing a, a ridiculous suit for some reason, and Danny Glover keeps changing his shirt because he's sweating too much. Yep. It, it's fun.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I like I like the the idea of. Them like uh, uh, the kind of like the urban warfare and kind of yeah. thinking it's just like like a ri- rival gang trying to kill another gang and stuff like that. Like I like I like how it gets to the the, the the predator in that way. I mean it's 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 been a while, but I yeah I have no problems with Predator Two. The ending's pretty badass as well to be fair. yes,
1: yeah. There's some great moments because a lot of people see the predator but not actually see it because it's camouflage, but see it. But you don't get the, did, did, you, did you see that? It moved, it moved. And they're going, no, 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 you're crazy. They all see it. I also like the fact that within the first five minutes, it shows you that Daddy Glover has a, a weakness in the fact that he's scared of heights without actually ever telling you that he's scared of heights because he runs up and he's kind of looking and he keeps saying to people, could somebody get me down off here? <laughs> But he doesn't like freeze and go, oh, and you get the vertigo, the subvertigo bit. He just, he, he just, he doesn't like heights. That's it. <laughs> so, yeah, um the final thing I want to talk about is uh, I watched Criminal Activities, uh, the Jackie Her- Earl Haley. I think it's his directorial debut, I think. Oh,
0: wow, okay.
1: I think. Let me just double check that um, before I actually start talking about it and say that it is his directorial debut because it, it might not be. Um, so, look. Uh do do It is, yes, his first first film is directed. Um and it's it's got a it's got a, a decent cast of, of character actors, um uh, and John Travolta. Um you know, you've got Michael Pitt in there, uh, Dan Stevens is in there, Jackie Jack Hill himself is in there as well. Um You've got at the start um Starts with a, it starts with a guy essentially walking in front of a bus, uh, and then we flash to the, the funeral uh, where Michael Pitt is there. Um, and him, he, they end up in a bar. Him and like four old, three well, two old friends from school. So there's three of them, and then uh, Dan Stevens kind of turns up, and it, it's quickly established that Dan Stevens plays the kid that these that the other three used to pick on at school, mm. uh, and. Um, one of them, one of the guys, um, turns around uh, and tells them, oh, my, uh, you know, he's working as a security guard at some um, big company and says, oh, you know, I've got a, a, a tip off that um, they've had a breakthrough, this chemical um, drug company. And Michael Pitt happens to be a uh, stock trader and says, you know, we could make a bit of money on this, but, you know, we need, we'd need a lot of money to put into it to actually make money. Dan Stevens turned around and said, well, I can get you the 200000 And they all think it's because his dad died and his dad was rich. Um, turns out he didn't get the money from that. He borrowed it from John Travolta, who is a local mobster. When the tip-off turns out to not be a tip-off at all, and it not all be what it seems, John Travolta gathers them all together to inform them that they owe him $400,000, not 200000 Thousand because he's exactly. adding 200,000 interest, but they can make it back uh, instead of actually paying the money back, which they clearly can't afford. He says he's going to be reasonable and tells them that if they kidnap this certain guy and hold him for 24 hours until he needs him, then the debt's called off. So they kidnap this guy, and then it turns out that all is not what it actually seems. Mm. Uh, I am not want to give it away because I know we are all spoilers all the time but this is a, quite a new film and it's not our feature review um, it's 95 minutes long um, it's not as serious as you think it's going to be, it's not like goofy or anything like that but there are some kind of moments of fun kind of levity in it, like for instance the, the guy that they uh, kidnap keeps taking the piss out of them for <laughs> being terrible kidnappers mm. um, and Um, Jackie O'Haley plays one of um, John Travolta's henchmen (laughs) and and they're going around just sort of doing stuff and he's really just quite deadpan and quite Jackie O'Haley's just kind of like walks along and keeps cracking jokes and stuff like that Uh, and John Travolta's John Travolta's very good in this Um, if you can get away from the fact that um, his hair looks a little bit like that fitness guy um, from Lazy Town, whatever his name is (laughs) yeah and it, it really does look like that. It looks like it, it looks like it's plastic. And you watch it going, fucking freaky. John Travolta's face is freaking me out. But he's very John Travolta in it. He? He's you know the thing about John Travolta is we all know that he's a creepy weirdo with a plastic face and fake hair. But it, it, every so often he kind of reminds us that he can also be incredibly charismatic when he's not being creepy and sort of sneaking up behind fucking females on red carpets to prove absolutely that he's not gay. Um, Dan Stevens is very good in it. Very good in it, actually. He steals it, uh, to be honest. Uh, which isn't that hard steal, because they're good character actors, but they're not fantastic. Michael Pitt plays stock Michael Pitt character, but he's quite good at it. Um, but it's... it's, it's If it was 10 minutes longer, it it, would all fall apart. But the fact that it's 95 minutes, it it keeps it pacey and interesting enough for you to go, yeah. Again, similar to Morgan, you work out what's going on about halfway through. You go, so, ah, that's that. that. Fair enough. Yeah. You know what? That's pretty cool. I'm looking forward to why. Because you work out who's who but you don't know, you kind of don't know why and how. And then you start to piece it together and then it it, it shows you it. But I don't think it's showing you it in a, it, it's more showing you in a, have you guessed it yet? Have you guessed it yet? You haven't yet? Yeah. Here you go. Whereas Morgan kind of goes, boom! And you're like, yeah, we know. This is a little bit more, what is it? Which is weird because this is a straight to VOD You know, bang, it's on Netflix film. And Morgan was on the side of fucking buses and had a PR budget. This didn't. Uh, But yeah, it's fun. It's a a mild recommend.
0: Nice. Nice. Okay.
1: It's a midweek watch, is what I'd say. So go on then, Ian, What, what have you been watching this week?
0: Uh, well, one I'm gonna, uh, yeah talking about this with you on whatsapp yesterday I watched cell which um, you talked about on the show uh, a little while back yeah um, and you weren't that impressed with it um, no. i'm not I, I'm not going to say it's film of the year um, by any means but i I had a I had a decent time with it um more from an atmosphere point of view more than anything where I thought it was impressively unrelentingly grim yeah. <laughs> Which is true. Like it just it starts. Like I, I like the fact that within ten minutes, bang, the, the the pulse is out there and and people are turning.
1: I it, it, it doesn't it has no build. It literally goes. The the entire film is is that yeah. Which is cool. Which is cool. I like that about it.
0: Yeah. Um. And uh, yeah, I. It it just it gets more depressing from there, and I genuinely got a bit weirded out by it in at, at points. Um, I thought there, there, there's there's some imagery in it that I'm I'm not going to forget in a hurry. Um, not because it's gory per se or anything, but just because it's really like off kilter. Um, and I like the the, the 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 idea of how the uh, the phoners, as they're called in this, how they evolve, and how mm. like the, the the transmission of the virus changes. Um, I thought was a, a, like actually a, a really interesting idea. Um, I, I mean, uh, John Cusack is not great, <laughs> no. uh, you know, which is 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 fair to say, I think. And Samuel L. Jackson is. Uh, I, I, I kind of miscast, I think, to be honest, because he's it's a very quiet, reserved performance for most of it. Uh, it yeah.
1: If this if this was a, a film with a if this was a bigger film, if this was a film that wasn't destined to go VOD and it was a bigger film, I think Samuel Jackson would have been quite well cast. But it's not. This was all with. If he wasn't playing off John Cusack, it'd be a better, it'd be a better casting.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, that's that's fair. Um. But yeah, no. I I just I, the world of it, I didn't enjoy my time there. But because it just it weirded me out. And again, body horror type stuff is stuff that naturally gets to me anyway. Um, so like, I mean like 28 days later, I don't like the experience of watching that film. Um, Mm. you know, or 28 weeks later as well. Like the whole kind of like you get this virus 20 seconds later, that's it. You're done. And you're murdering your family, that kind of stuff. Just like, it just, it freaks me out. So there is, uh, maybe I'm more predisposed to it than, than you would be. Um, also the ending is not great. Um I was talking to Donna because she um, she read the book. Um Yeah, Bex read the book. Yeah, and the the, the ending is rather different. Yeah. Um they they try and go for something it feels like it's trying to be clever when it's <laughs> when it's really, really not.
1: Um Yeah.
0: But just I mean but again, like the last ten, fifteen minutes or so is uh, spoiler alert for those who haven't seen cell just for 30 seconds or so i like the way that the last 10-15 minutes is basically john cusack basically pretty much knowing he's going to his death and ju- and, and just being like right this is my thing i it, like the whole collective subconscious thing i it, it, like i've i've actually made things worse here um and, and you know and i i i like that i, I like that idea um it's um yeah i i, I just I, I think the atmosphere is is very well done um if if everything else is unexceptional, but the the sheer experience of watching it made my skin crawl in moments i you know i think it's kind of mission accomplished i suppose.
1: Yeah, it, that's the good thing about horror is it, it, horror will always push different buttons different people. It's like comedy. It, it, they are two kind of very similar things in terms of if it doesn't push your buttons, you, you won't get on with it. But if it does push your buttons, you will get on with it. And that's that's it. It didn't push my buttons, but it did push your buttons. So instantly, you're going to have a better time with it than me. Yeah,
0: yeah. No, exactly. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I personally, I'd say give it a chance. It's very low budget. Um, mm. And it feels it like the the big outbreak thing at the start basically takes place in a small section of an airport departure lounge, um, <laughs> which is which is weird. And there's apart from the moments where there has to be phoners about, there's never anybody about. I mean, it's 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 weird. It's like these cities are deserted, and it's like, but they they wouldn't be. Even if there's just pod- bodies all over the place, you know, <laughs> like, it, it just it wouldn't be. Um, so, but yeah, no, I, I, I it was a, a, an acceptably creepy time for me, but not not a film I'm ever going to go back and watch again. So, uh, there you go. So there's that. Um, I also watched Eye in the Sky. Uh, all right.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see what, see what somebody talk about this.
0: Yeah. So this is. Um, Gavin Hood, um, who hasn't really directed anything successful um, in a while. Um, and uh, even though I liked his last film, Ender's Game, and this is not bad. Um, story. Um, a, there is a mission going on in Somalia um, where uh, a, a group of uh, terrorists, including a British national... Um, are holed up in a house. Um, Helen Mirren plays the uh, kind of the, the oh God, the the general in, in in kind of in charge of the operation. Alan Rickman plays her superior, who is in a Cobra meeting. Cobra being um, the, the 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 UK government's like special military council, I suppose, that convene yeah. for emergency sessions. Um, and Uh, Mirren is basically trying to to get permission to strike but various conversations are had because of things that happen during the course of them being in this house and you know do do they actually know there are people in there and then somebody else comes along and it kind of changes the game Um, and Aaron Paul plays a drone pilot who has misgivings about certain things himself and his like his debates cause issues um so it's very very talky um but it's and and, i mean it is a very it is very serious subject matter but at the same time it doesn't feel like it's hectoring um it, it feels like it's trying to be a thriller first off and then is making points about the real world second um which i think uh, films these days could do well to remember, frankly. Like first off, you know, give your audience a good time, and then if you've got mm. things to say, then awesome. And this this film does that. Um, it it is it is tense. I mean, uh, next to something like Fail Safe, it's um, it's not, but next to ninety percent of mainstream thrillers these days, it's agreeably tense. It, it's got some dark comedy to it. There's a running joke about um, having to um, pass things up the chain for uh, uh, to get authority from somebody else. And where that ends and the reaction of that, of, of the per- the person it kind of ends with is, is actually is pretty funny. And it's a very American reaction, I'll just say, yeah. Um, so yeah I mean the cast are all are all good. Alan Rickman is is very good. I think it was his final on-screen role. Um, it was yeah. yeah. Which is which is really sad because he is very very good in this. Um like he he is very much I want to strike I want to strike I want to strike. But he he's not coming from a I just want to see loads of explosions like Gong Ho kind of guy. He argues his point very well and there's like there's um, th- there's uh, i I think she might be the Prime minister but i 'm not entirely sure she 's like the the, the the deputy Prime Minister or something but there 's this, this this woman there who is very like this is disgusting i 'm not having any of this and a conversation that Rickman has with her at the end is is great and really cutting um, and it, it it just it shows it shows how everybody has their own reasons for wanting to do what they're doing and none of them come from a place of like uh, a, a personal development or, you know, wanting to just get a promotion or something like that. It's all very human things here, whether it be being unsure about um and taking a course of action because it might lead to the death of an innocent to I've been working on this case for two years now i need to get this done because otherwise i'm gonna go mad you know so it 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 it, it takes these personal perspectives and doesn't really judge fully judge anybody it's very very clever in how it walks that tightrope um like no no one's a bad guy apart from the terrorists here essentially And and that's really interesting um so yeah, I I it, it, it's a, it's a pretty far I recommend like money monster. I think it's a very 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 good one watch. Um yeah. and is a film made for adults with intelligence and uh it's it's done pretty well as well, which is uh which is good to see
1: it has, yeah, I've seen some sort of some some good reports about it to be honest and you, you, you know you back that up as well. So yeah, it's it, I'll be getting to it a little bit quicker than I might. Have. Yeah,
0: no, it's it's um it's really really worth your time. I think it's only about a hundred minutes long as well, so it doesn't um it doesn't outstay its welcome. But um yeah yeah solid. Um and uh, a few other things. I, oh, a couple other things. I watched uh I rewatched the Lego Movie, uh, which looks very nice in four K. And I watched Batman versus Superman again.
1: <laughs> again. <laughs> How many times you watched that this year then? Three actually third. It ain't even been like that long, has it? So, it's
0: in 4K, and yeah, I mean it's not a good film, but I really, I think Ben Affleck's really good in it, and some of the action is really solid, and I think it look, I think it looks good, you
1: know. So 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 where are you? Because you were, you thought it was Bobbins at first on first watch. But you could see that there was there was bits in it that were alright, but overall it was it was a letdown. And then when you watched the extended you cut you didn't watch the extended cut, did you on out did is, you? Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and the extended cut you actually thought was worse because it added nothing. <laughs> Where are you now? Are you are you better than you were when you watched? Do you think is it gone up in your estimations from the extended cut after you watched that, or has it gone further down? It,
0: it's gone up from that, but I will say I was pre- I, I was pretty drunk when I watched it that second time round, which I think did not help. Um, I, right. I You know, I think that did exacerbate things. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it still makes me laugh that Jennifer Malone gets actually gets her name in the opening credits in this cut because. She is maybe on screen for 25 seconds. It's really, (laughs) really weird. Um, But, yeah, it looks really nice in 4K, you know. Um, I I don't, I, I, yeah, it's not very good. I've slight, I haven't made my peace with it because it is rubbish, but (laughs) I'm not as aggressively hectoring about it yeah. as i was i would say yeah that's cool yeah um and i think that is it pretty sure that's it pretty pretty sure that's it yeah that's it there we go um we've got no emails but i know we've got some twitter questions uh do you have
1: we- them? I do have them, yeah. So, uh, Marcus Season uh, at Teams Easy on Twitter says, what three things would you do in a 24-hour UK purge? Um, would, would, would you be a batting down the hatchet, sir, or would you be a purger?
0: No, I'd, I'd be a batting down the hatches, to be honest with you, because, like, Jesus Christ, if there was just somebody who just fancied going around killing people, I'd be fucked um and <laughs> i i think it would be more a case of like trying to protect my family to be honest with you so uh yeah i mean like i don't know if if i had to pick three things if you were saying to me look you're a purger just you got to be a purger yeah. it, uh then i would rob a bank
1: um i would i would say that though all crimes legal, right, for that one day,
0: yeah.
1: right, I will guarantee you it will be virtually impossible to rob a bank. Oh,
0: just because it would literally be...
1: They will literally... Yeah. Uh, it will be... They will spend...
0: I'll
1: guarantee you that banks are closed the week before and the week after Purge to get all of the money out of them. <laughs>
0: Yeah, do so you know what? No, I, I don't think I'd do anything. I'm sorry. I know that's a really boring answer, but I, I you know, what? Like, what crime would you actually want to do?
1: Well, I'm a terrible person. I've got some. Go on. There'd, there'd be a few people that I would I would happily kill. Um, yeah, uh, I'm not a name for the name reasons why. There are a few people I would, I would, I would happily kill. People who've wronged me uh, in, in ways. Um, so I'm counting that as one murder there's a okay. lot um two. um i mean i don't know murder would be would be i would yeah I'd do that one um i'd what would be the next one i don't think i could do 3 3 3 seems like a lot of work to do in one night's purge but yeah I, there are people that i would i would happily fucking kill uh, and I think I could live with the, you know, the, the thing, the, the, the fucking guilt or anything like that. I, I I think I'd be I'd be cool with that. Um, also, which I, I I, do to, to somebody that I didn't quite want to kill, but I didn't like. I break into their house and do essentially the purge one and at the end of it go. Not kill them, but go, we've learned a fucking lesson here, haven't yet? Because I'm not going to kill you, but I could have your dick. And then leave. Right now, it'll probably be the woman who blocked me in at Tesco car park this morning. Oh, that's not that's, cool. That's who it would be. Blocked me in, and when I went into Tesco and said to her, because I've like a mini Tesco around the corner from me, excuse me, you, you've, are you've, are you, have you got the, what is it, the blue focus out there? Yeah. Could you move it? Because you've actually blocked me in. I can't, I can't get out. I'll be two minutes. I need to be anywhere. Fair enough. Be two minutes. So I'm sat there, five minutes later. And this is a mini Tesco. It's not Tesco. It's a mini Tesco. Five minutes later, I'm looking at Arch going, it's about five fucking minutes. I've done, I'm into the third song on the fucking radio. So I went in and she's having a conversation with the, one of the checkout girls. I was like, excuse me, right, I've been nice, but can you move your fucking car now? This is a bit stupid. She says, and I realised then that she's not actually having a conversation with the girl behind the counter she's having a go at the girl behind the counter because uh, the machine has, has charged her a little bit more for a bananas than it's supposed to have. Mm. so she comes out moves her car and then I move out and then it, there's two entrances to the Tesco near me she goes out of one I go out of the other I'm about to pull out and she fucking cuts me off uh. What the actual fuck? Yeah, she's not a fan
0: of that, you, is
1: she? Right? Oh, it gets worse. So, I turn out, right? She turns down the next road, right? And stops outside the house, gets out and goes into the house, right? When I say the next road, I am confident, right, that any of our listeners, no matter how... Um, terrible a throw of a tennis ball they are, could throw a tennis ball from where she parked her car to the car park of Tesco. So she blocked me in for over five minutes, cut me off, and it would have been fucking easier for her to walk to the Tesco. Was she a big lady? Nope, not even that big. No. So, yes. I, I, but The more I think about it, yes, I would kill her, because she she wronged me. And that was... Yes, that you can wrong people in worse way. I'm the sort of person where there shouldn't be a purge, actually. These are the reasons why there shouldn't be a fucking purge because of people like me. Because and I accept the fact that murdering this woman because it's legal is is an overreaction. In the same way as I'm thinking, do you know who else I'd murder? The manager of the local McDonald's, because I don't like him. Okay. Yes. He's wronged me as well, in a in an un <laughs> in a Totally over the top way to murder a Persian, but I just don't like him. So yeah, so that's it. Yeah, the reason why the purge wouldn't work is because there's people like me out there (laughs) who 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 get way too wound up about things. Fucking piece of... I, actually, I haven't been in that because after after I, I had an incident with him where when he gave me my... Um, what is it? After I'd previously had a disagreement with him about something um, to do with a coffee where he was... The, the coffee machine was beeping. And instead of getting the fucking coffee for me, he was barking at one of the girls who worked there that seemed to be doing five jobs at once. So I went up to him and said, do you know what? You could go and get it. You're not doing anything. Mm. Why don't you go and get the coffee? Because I'm waiting for my coffee and you could fucking go and get it. So I disliked him for that, and then the next time we went in, he did that thing where he was overly nice to me. Uh, okay. But I was I was having a really bad day. And he gave me my coffee and my McDonald's breakfast, which I'm in there a McDonald's breakfast. I'm clearly not in a I'm clearly not the sort of person that you should try and have any kind of contact with <laughs> because it's eight o'clock on a fucking Tuesday morning and I'm getting a McDonald's breakfast. Yeah. And he gave me, and he smiled, and he went, there you go, have a nice day. And I snatched it off him, and looked at him. And, and then before I could catch in my brain what I said, I'd said it. And immediately I thought, oh, that was dark. That was, that was unnecessarily dark. And I said to him, and I swear to God this is what I said. I said, don't you fucking smile at me. There's no joy in this transaction. as I snatched, <laughs> What's out? I thought, Christ, that was dark. That's... That moment, I realised that, that that I was I was in a bad mood. Yeah, obviously, man.
0: Don't smile yeah. at me. There's
1: no joy in this transaction. Yes. <laughs> uh, so our next question. <laughs> Uh, Steve Dixon at The Great SD. Uh, If you had to punish um, each other with a four-film marathon, which films would you give each other? (laughs) Wow, that's a good one. Well, one of my... Mine actually would be... um, Would start with... Um, obviously, Grown Ups followed by Grown Ups 2. Um, what else would be in there? Oh, I'm trying to think. Video drone, I know you, you like the film, but you hate body horror, so it would freak you out. Um, and I finish it off with Whole Blart Mall Cop 2. I guarantee you that film's fucking hideous.
0: That's fair. I oh, will program the films of Aperchatpong Weir for you. Um, because so it's, it's, it's the director like of Uncle Kish? Boon Me who can recall his past lives. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as I'm fairly sure you would pull your fucking hair out. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I think that would drive me a little bit fucking mad. Even though
0: saying that, he co-directed a film called The Adventures of Iron Pussy. Oh, well, well, that's getting A watched. transvestite <laughs> secret agent is sent on a mission to the Thai countryside. Well, you're not watching that. Um...
1: <laughs> the Adventures of Iron Pussy.
0: Okay, here we go. Syndromes and a Century. A story about the director's parents who were both doctors and the director's memories about growing up in that environment. Oh, that sounds horrible. Uh, Uncle Boom you can recall his past lives. Um, nope, you're not watching that one. <laughs> um, what's Tropical Malady? A romance between a soldier and a country boy, wrapped around a Thai folk tale involving a shaman with shape-shifting abilities. Yeah, you can watch that. <laughs> um, Fucking hell. <laughs> Blissfully Yours, the story of a love affair that begins during a picnic on the Thai-Burmese border. Yeah, you can watch that.
1: I'm shopping out video drama on yours. I've just realised the other three films have Kevin James in them, so I've got to give you another Kevin James film. Oh, what are you going to give me? Uh, well, you've got so far you've got Grown Ups and Grown Ups 2, which will be films. Um, fuck it, they'll be films three and four. But it will start with. Oh, it will start with. I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. And then we'll move on to The Zookeeper. And then it'll be Grown ups followed by Grown uh, yeah, Thanks.
0: The last one will be Cemetery of Splendour. A group of soldiers in a small town on the Mekong River in Northern Thailand are stuck with a bizarre sleeping illness. Oh, it's,
1: it's, it's, these do not sound like fun. Based on, based on the films that I've seen of this man, which is one, these do not sound like I'm going to enjoy uh, them.
0: no, Yeah, the uh, Apochapong Weir Safakul Marathon would be, would be yours
1: thank you Um, The Ginger Prince TGP 73 uh, you have to remake Stir Crazy, who takes the wilder role and who takes the prior role Uh,
0: what are we talking like today actors
1: I I would say so yeah oh that's a good question that I hadn't seen this in a long time. Oh, I remember going, I, I remember watching it, I remember watching it quite a lot. Ooh Who would be fun as this Gene Wilder who can I go for? Can I, can I cast uh, Ryan Reynolds and Ryan Gosling in it?
0: Yes, you can. That's a marble. <laughs> That's what I'm going
1: for. I'm going to go for Ryan Reynolds and Ryan Gosling. And I'm going to go. Reynolds is Gene Wilder and Gosling is Richard Pryor.
0: I'm going to second that. Do that.
1: Yeah. Do that. I, I, I think that would be thoroughly entertaining. Do that. Yeah. I think I'm going to have to watch Sir Crazy again this week, actually. Nice. Because just, just remembering little bits about it is kind of making me chuckle. It's not a bad show. Yeah, so I think I, I watched I watch, I watch that this week. Cool. Um, right, yeah. That's, 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 that's it for my questions
0: Cool, man. OK, so uh, slightly shorter show again this week, but never mind. Um, so, coming up next week, uh, Don't Breathe, is it? Uh, no, that'll be um, Hello High Water, isn't it? Fuck, is that out next week? Okay, yeah, I suppose Same it will be sure hell, or it is, yeah. okay, hell or High Water. Um, I'm seeing... I'm going... Odion are doing a Scream Unseen thing on Friday night um, where it's a new horror film, but I don't know what it is.
1: Blair Witch.
0: I'm assuming so, but I think it might be that, The Girl with All the Gifts as well.
1: Oh, um, yeah, that's out the that. week
0: after. Um yeah. That that I've heard really really good things about the girl with all the gifts.
1: Yeah, I, I've I've heard it is shit trailer like great. Yeah,
0: film. yeah. So I'm okay. I'm I'm hoping it's Blair Witch to be honest, just because uh, I'm on I'm I'm away the week after when it actually comes out, um, and I quite want to watch Blair Witch before it gets spoiled for me. Um, so I'm gunning for Blair Witch, but if it's um, yeah if it's the girl with all the gifts that that'll do as well, so uh I don't know maybe I'll talk about uh, maybe I'll talk about it next week maybe but um yeah okay, so uh hello high water shit yeah cool uh,
1: which is is it, essentially getting a as has very quickly built up a lot of buzz as in a few people that I spoken to about it have said i'm not telling you anything about it other than every all, the three of them that have, I know, that have seen it uh have all said the same thing to me. And it's been at different times have said it's special
0: cool great
1: yeah, so i'm very much looking forward to yeah, that I might,
0: I might try and see don't breathe as well though because I, I am i i don't I, don't I, I might
1: try and see don't breathe actually as well
0: yeah, yeah nice um so yeah
1: okay. we, we clear the door of you.
0: maybe yeah yeah no we like we'll see we'll see um so but yeah definitely hello high water that sounds good um okay so that's going to do it for this week thank you very much for listening folks um Obviously uh, no um, football predictions this week because uh, No. Like yeah. it's an international week, so wouldn't have happened anyway. Uh, so yeah, that's gonna do it. Uh, at do the monkey at Ian Loring at dudefoz and dudethemonkey.com, uh and do the monkey at gmail.com, even though I think I already said that. Uh, I probably did. Right, that's it. We are out.
1: Bye.